are you here? Like, obviously not, why are you listening to this podcast right now? Hopefully, that's because you like me. But why are you here on this earth? It's a question that's been plaguing humanity for generations. What is the meaning of life? For Viktor Frankl, this question is a bit more than some existential crisis. Answering this question was his life's work, and it helped him together through years of torture, starvation, and humiliation. Not to mention the death of his family and millions of Jews across Europe. This week, we explore Viktor Frankl's magnum opus, Man's Search for Meaning, and try to find a little meaning in our own lives. I'm Brandi Anderson, and this is Stories That Made Me, a podcast about obsessive reading, questionable taste in movies and television, and the impact that great storytelling can have on our lives. So I was uh, listening to an episode of the Dare to Leap podcast with Brene Brown, um, and she was on there talking to Dr. Susan David about her new book, uh, Emotional Agility. That is a plug. Please go and check it out. Um, in this conversation, they had um, they were talking about toxic positivity and learning how to deal with all of our emotions in a healthy way. And they kept mentioning Viktor uh, Frankl. Um, and specifically a, a quote by him um, that said, uh, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And it's, it's in this space where our power to choose um, our response lays, right? Uh, now, this is not the first time I've... Uh, heard this quote. It's really, really popular. You've probably heard it as well. Um, all sorts of folks say this, self-help gurus, psychologists, uh, sales leaders, Buddhist monks, scientists all along uh, the spectrum. I think I've heard it 10 to 15 different times on a TED Talk, okay? Uh, it's like everyone went to the same Viktor Frankl party and I'm out of the loop because I wasn't invited. Uh, so I, I finally went out, picked up a copy, and uh, by that I mean I, I got the audiobook, and I hate audiobooks, so I guess that says something about this book, um, and I just finished it a few days ago. Now, I wouldn't normally be doing an episode about a book I just finished days ago unless it, like, literally blew my mind, um, and I'll be really honest here and say this book did not blow my mind. Uh, there was nothing super surprising per se in it. No, you know, flashes of lightning, no big world tilting moments. Um, but I'm going to chalk that up 100% to having heard the message before. And, and that's really why I wanted to do uh, an episode on this book because uh, it's this book and, and all the work that Viktor Frankl did with logotherapy that I think has laid a lot of the groundwork for uh, the scientists, therapists, and researchers I tend to, to follow um, in their search to help 
and study people and the ways in which uh, we do things today. So what is man's search for meaning uh, about? What's the story? Well, Viktor Frankl was born uh, March 26, 1905 in Vienna. He was a neurologist and a psychologist working in and out of uh, hospitals uh, around Vienna at the time when he was deported to Auschwitz uh, at the beginning of World War II. Uh, now, Auschwitz was the first of three different concentration camps um, he'd spend time in over the course of the war. Um, and man's search for meaning kind of starts us there. Uh, it takes us on a journey through the fear and denial that was those first few hours in Auschwitz, uh, where there were sorted and and stripped down of all their clothes and cataloged uh, literally like animals um and the journey he takes us is is all the way through those first few moments and then through the stark realities of the camp itself and this is where people start to realize for the first time that this this death ship is is it right this is the end of the line for some million plus people who were all killed in one way shape or another at auschwitz victor prank uh, paints this really brutal and and heartbreaking picture of of life in the camps um he's hoarding scraps of, of food and i mean like literal uh, scraps five ounces of bread right uh, cozying up to the the guards to get the quote unquote good scoop of the like water soup that they're drinking. Um, after working all day digging ditches when in threadbare clothing, and they've got uh, frostbite everywhere because it's freezing. It's it's the middle of you know winter in in Europe, and it's cold. Um, they're really losing themselves and, and their ability to care about anything other than surviving. And they're having to watch as the people around them waste away uh, and, and give up. And then Victor and, and the, the people in that camp are having to take these wasted away bodies of their, their friends um, and and uh, companion captives and bury them right and and all of this on top of the fact that they're having these constant brushes with death where survival is more about like a random flip of a coin than it is about their own ability to hold on for another day the whole story of man's search for meaning serves as a, as a really compelling vehicle to explore this kind of never-ending role that suffering plays in the human existence. It really makes me think about why do we keep going when all we see before us is more pain and more suffering. 
in in Buddhism, um, all of life is suffering. And even though they believe there is a path to end suffering, it's also understood that suffering is unavoidable. To be human is to suffer. I think Viktor Frankl makes it pretty clear in, in the book that no one, no religion or guru or scientist has the definitive answer on why we suffer. They can only tell you that we 100% do um, and then prescribe some thing that you can do to kind of just deal with that suffering. So they say, you know, live a life without sin and you'll go to heaven where you'll be free of suffering. Um, or they say, acknowledge that there is suffering and that there's uh, impermanence uh in our reality and you'll free yourself of suffering under the suffering. Um, or they say, Hey, take these three pills, uh, three times a day and you'll feel better. So none of these of course are real answers that give us the why of our suffering, but they are prescriptions to help us deal with it. Uh, Frankel's prescription for suffering is found not in some outside power or magic pill, but in ourselves. We must find meaning in our own lives. Which, you know, I guess brings us kind of full circle back to the point of this whole book. What is the meaning of life according to Viktor Frankl? Uh, and, and this is going to sound a bit anticlimactic, but uh, according to Viktor Frankl, there is no one meaning of life. Life is just a state of being. It asks nothing more from us than that we keep on breathing. Frankl tells us we need to stop asking about the meaning of life and start asking ourselves what we mean to do in life. And that, that changes as we live out our lives. Uh, it changes every year, every month, maybe every single minute of our day. Life asks us, what is your meaning? What are you doing or aiming for or wanting right now in this moment? It's that meaning, our, our personal meaning, that allows us to suffer through the toughest of life's moments. He gives this example of, of a woman he met in a group counseling session who uh, had previously attempted suicide uh, because one of her children had died. Um, and he asks her to picture herself in the future. All right. So picture herself when she's she's 80 and on her deathbed and, and she's looking back at her life as it has unfolded. Right. So she's still lost her child. She still uh, attempted suicide, but, you know, has lived, right? Because she's 80. Um, she still had her other children to raise. Uh, Frankel asks her what she would regret about the life she had led if, you know, she's, she's on her deathbed and, and looking back. Um, and her response was basically, 
you know, I, I don't know if I could regret anything. Um, not even the pain of, of losing a child because she had these happy memories uh, of things that happened b before she had lost her child. And she had these kids that she had to, to raise and hope had, you know, made something of themselves. So, so she couldn't even really regret living because it was her living uh, and raising those kids that allowed her to to give them the the sort of life that she wanted. That, as it turns out, was her meaning to be a mother to all of her children. So I, I think what we can take away from Viktor Frankl's man's search for meaning is that we are all empowered with the means to make our own future, to provide ourselves with an, an ever-changing but self-determined why. My why in this moment in time uh, is, is creative and, and intellectual freedom and the ability to, to share all of my cool findings with uh, the world. Your why is and and should be whatever you make it ignore the voices in your head telling you you can't or you don't know how as victor frankel says those who have a why to live can bear with almost anyhow so find your why with the help of man's search for meaning uh, you can pick up a copy anywhere where books are sold uh, I can attest to the quali quality of the audiobook. Uh, Simon Vance was the narrator, and he was pretty darn good. Uh, this is coming from someone who really hates audiobooks. Uh, right now, it's free with an Audible subscription, so go online and grab it. Special thanks to Francis Wells, who provided this theme song. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, share, and like this podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to music these days. I want to say thank you for joining and I'll see you next time. I'm Brandi Anderson and this is Stories That Made Me.